Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? Are you still there? <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. We were gone all of last week. I felt so bad about that, but we had to travel back to Oklahoma to Tulsa uh, to get move all our things, which had not been yet moved. Um, and it was quite, I could tell you lots of stories about that. It took three trips, um, but we're back and God is is good. Um um, I'm going to tell you something very special. I think it's okay for me to tell you. Um, just before we went back to Tulsa the week before, many of you know that um, I had a, had gone in the hospital for a bit with my back, uh, with a cyst on my lumbar, just causing all kinds of problems. And um, uh, I was on pain pills and all of that. And the um, when I was in Tulsa, a beautiful priest, um, the priest of uh, our FSSP parish. Um, Someone asked him to anoint me for the healing of my back, and he did that. And I felt nothing during the anointing, but I have felt nothing since. I have not had a single pain in my back that would have needed uh, surgery if we hadn't been able to do something with it. So I praise God. It's magnificent. I've told God I want to live to 500. I remember telling my eye doctor, I said, you've got to keep these eyes going for 500 years. She said, 500 years? I said, I want to live that long. She said, who's going to be around for you to talk to? And I said, everybody that doesn't know Jesus. If God allow me, will allow me on the earth until one soul is left who doesn't know him. That's my dream. That's my wish. But God has been um, tremendously. Um, now, if you have something with your back or other ailments that God hasn't healed, don't you, don't you complain, don't you be jealous. I, I've lived all my life with a lot, a lot of things, and other people have been healed, and and that's never happened to me. This is a a singular instant. I, I wanted to tell you because our God is so great. He's so great. Um, I still have a whole bunch of things wrong with me. This body has to keep going. But um, the, the scriptures say that our outer man is decaying, but the inner man is being renewed every day. And that's, I'm, I'm living that. The inner man is being renewed every single day. I've missed you the whole week. Um, I'm so sorry for the encores. I don't see reason to have them in the future. Um, unless I'm away at a conference, and for the rest of this year, I only have one. So um, we should be together, God willing, every day. Um, I love you all. We pray for you all every single day. Um, And um, I have kept up with what's going on in our country, as I'm sure most of you have. And you know, um, I don't see anything but one solution. Our country... Uh, is run by an absolutely unfit president, by a man who is completely unfit to be our president as the past 
um, months have demonstrated. Um, he's putting our country, he has put our country in enormous danger. Um, our church is um, uh, being run by God, who is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, but he's allowing, he's allowing enormous evil, again, incompetency, evil, lack of true spirituality, and one shepherd after another, in one country after another, um, giving in to this um, evil of uh, a one-world plan that's set to destroy humanity um, under the name of COVID, and how bishops are buying into that and demanding vaccines that is not a vaccine, it's a serum that is destroying uh, people destroying their lives how how that happens wholesale with uh, military and um, churches and schools it, it's as if blindness blindness has blanketed the people even the people of God so um, we're in awful shape um, and we have God we will always have God as long as we don't turn from him He's eternal. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. We have him. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God who sent his Son to die for us on the cross and who rose again to give life to all who will come to him. The evil of our world within and without the church uh, does not need to direct our lives, beloved, and it cannot direct our lives. I think there is... Uh, two things left for us to do um, in order to protect your families uh, we we don't know what's c- going to come upon us and when but I, I do not think it's long from now so I think you need to protect your families um, uh, I know I once uh, told you to month supply of food and water and that was over a year ago uh, I say it again now, I think it's more realistic that it's upon us now. Have a six-month minimum supply of food and water for your family. Learn how to live without electricity. There are books you can get that will teach you how to cook food, start fires, all of that. If there's an EMP, if our electric grid is hit, um, not to panic, but to prepare your family to live as the world once lived before electricity was invented, before there were light bulbs, um, before there was a way to heat our bodies. I remember going into a convent uh, once in Missouri where there was no heat and the, the, um, there was a big dorm of where the sisters were. There was a bed and, um, and a little night stand be, be, with a pitcher of water be, before, beside each bed and a plaque which told how they lived and the fact that if they breathed their breath, of course they breathed, but their breath just froze in midair. It was so cold, their breath froze in midair. And people lived under under those circumstances until there was electricity um, and in other ways to start fires. So um, we're not going back to impossible times. Uh, we're going back to... It'll be difficult because we haven't learned those means of survival. It's time to do it now. That's number one. Um, And secondly, I need to put it second, because if you can't physically live, you cannot 
teach your children the faith. But the second thing is indeed to live the faith and to teach it to your children. There's nothing else you can give them right now. You do give them a good homeschooling. Do send them to wonderful universities. Do support them in every vocation to live for God. Don't live as if the world is ending tomorrow, but prepare yourself if it does. And the only way to prepare your children is to teach them the faith that they know who they are and whose they are, and his plan for them for eternal salvation. Um, There's no other hope beside that. If we hope in this world, we are of all men most foolish. And for that, dear ones, we'll go back to, um, we'll we'll pick up where we left off in the book, This is the Faith, by um, Canon Francis Ripley. Um, It's wonderful. It's a little more, um, um, I want to say, a little easier with illustrations than the Catechism Explained, although the Catechism Explained, which is the Council of Trent commentated, um, is magnificent, absolutely magnificent. But I want this to um, go out to everyone on a bit of a simpler level. And this is the faith, is, is a beautiful, beautiful, faithful, faithful book. And we left off um, in the section about God. That's the first section about God. And we are at the subhead. We must love God. And I know in my past life, before I really knew God, I would say, what do you mean I must love God? What if I don't want to love God? Who's going to make me, you know? It's ridiculous, but I can hear others saying that. We must love God. Hold on a moment. And this reads, man's highest activity is love. And there is no nobler object of his love than God. So the first and greatest commandment is... Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart and with thy whole soul and with thy whole mind. Nothing is more important than that. Would that I had, St. Augustine said, would that I had as many hearts as there are grains of sand in the depths of the sea to love thee with, O God. In the imitation of Christ, it is said, love Love alone maketh heavy burdens light and beareth in like balance things pleasant and unpleasant. It beareth a heavy burden and feeleth it not and maketh bitter things to be savory and sweet. Nothing is sweeter than love, nothing higher, nothing stronger, nothing larger, nothing more joyful, nothing fuller, nor anything better in heaven or in earth. For love descendeth from God and may not rest finally in anything lower than God. End quote. There's the music, beloved, um, for our first break. And after the second break, we'll take your calls, your emails, your texts. The toll-free number to call is one 544 uh oh, I think I forgot it. Um, five, four, eight, three. I did that wrong. I'll give you the number when we come back. So sorry. Do you love? 
love listening to the Station of the Cross on your car radio, but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area? Never miss another minute of your favorite show. Download the iCatholic Radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day. The iCatholic Radio app is available for your phone in the Apple Store or for your Android phone in Google Play. Visit thestationofthecross.com for more information. The Station of the Cross thanks our financial supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization not affiliated with your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. Through your generosity, we're able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support and may God bless you and your family. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails. And stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hello, beloved. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. Just before the break, I messed up our call-in number. You see, I'm away one week, and it's I, I forget. Um, that's because I'm not an elephant, because they never forget. The toll-free number is one 5483 And our lines are wide open. Again, we'll begin to take your calls after the second break. And um, I love hearing from you. Call in with anything at all on your heart. Um, we're going to continue now in This is the Faith by Francis Ripley. And we're talking about God and the fact that we must love God. And I continue where we left off. So many men today expect God to tolerate them, um, to, uh, excuse me, tolerate from them contempt insubordination, disobedience, and neglect, such as they would never tolerate from their own children. In Scripture, God asks, If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? That's from Malachi. Failure to love God can only result in tragedy for the individual, either in this world or in the next. And someone would say, can't I do what I like with my own life? What a frequent objection that is, yet how silly. At a beach sand building competition, a boy and girl had 
finished a magnificent castle when they wandered around to look at the efforts of other children. On returning, they found that another boy had occupied their castle and was adding what he considered to be improvements. What are you doing? That's our castle, they exclaimed. No, it's mine. You left it and I found it. But it's our castle. What do you mean yours? It's our castle. We made it. And we can do with it what we like with it because we made it. Of course, everybody said the boy and girl were right. The intruder was turned out and they won the prize. God made me out of nothing and so I belong to him. I am his to do with what he likes. Thus, life is not our own. God made us. God owns us. We have no rights against God. He has the right to lay down all the conditions as to how we must use the life he has given us. We are not our own property. We belong to God. He has the right to do just what he likes with us. And dear ones, I'm reading this from This Is Our Faith, and I believe it 100%. And some of you may not believe it, but the fact is it's true. You may not believe that if you jump off a building, you're going to kill yourself. But if you try to prove your point, you will be dead. Um, facts are facts. And God is our maker. And yes, he can do with us what he likes. And the fact that he takes so much from us, as this author said, and what, what we wouldn't take from our own children is only a sign of his mercy and grace. He's willing that none perish, but all that will come to salvation. What is our duty? Our duties to God can be summed up as follows. Number one, adoration. We owe him adoration because he is goodness itself, and we owe him our homage and love. We owe that to God, beloved. Number two, we owe him contrition. When we have sinned, we have not been good to God, and we must tell him we are sorry. You see why I've chosen this catechism for the whole family? This is for every level. A three-year-old can, can understand this. Number three, we owe him thanksgiving for all he has done for us and will continue to do for us. We owe him our profound thanks. And fourth, we owe him supplication because we are totally dependent on his graces to be or to do good, we need to pray to him for these graces and aids. We can't even be good. We can't even give him thanks if he doesn't help us. It's the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, Adoration, Contrition, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And it's a good one to remember. Um, it reminds of a, reminds of. It reminds us of our fourfold duty toward God. Acts, A-C-T-S, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. God wants our loving service. He has made us free in order to love him or to reject him. Beloved, if we reject him, God has given us the ability to reject him. He does not want the service of a human machine we are able to resist his rights, but of course it is wrong for us to do so. 
Another name for resistance to God is sin. It may appear to give temporary happiness, but in the end, sin is what takes us from our Maker, and it can only bring us sorrow. St. Augustine has said, and this is a rather famous statement of his, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. And I'll tell you, beloved, um, I think I've told you as part of my own conversion story, in my 20s I ran uh, one company, uh, two companies in New York, one after another, and I, I had a tremendous social life, Three, I don't know if I ever told you this, I'll tell you now, three marriage proposals through the years. And I never accepted one. And the reason I didn't say yes to them, and I've not been married, is because no matter what I had, no amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of human love, nothing could ever fill the emptiness of my heart, the meaninglessness, the purposelessness I lived with my whole life. Why are we on the earth? For what? So we are successful, and then what? So we marry and have children, and then what? And then we die, and then what? Nothing could ever fill my heart until I met Christ. And I was a creature, a new creation on earth overnight. The scriptures say if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away, and all things are new. And I saw a tree for the first time. And life was new, and I wanted to get on the moon to tell the world. I wanted a ladder to get to the moon and a megaphone long enough to tell the world there's a Savior and that they could know him. There's really a God who has made himself known and that we can know him. And to know him and love him is the entire purpose of our life. I tell you, that was... Um, in 1976, and I've had a reason for every second I breathe since then. I became a Catholic in 1995, um, uh, and I never knew that God left so much on earth for his children, more than everything himself. He says in the scripture of Matthew, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I never dreamed that he was with us body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Blessed Sacrament, that he would reach that level of condescension first to become one of us and then to become our food in the Eucharist. There's just no way to comprehend all that, but we can take it in and we can live for him forever. And if you've not lived for him, beloved, um, you need to repent because you don't know that you have tomorrow. You can die in your sleep. You could be hit by a car. You have no idea that you'll wake up tomorrow. And if you don't repent, see a priest. Make a good confession before you go to sleep tonight. Come back to God. Let the priest help you. Let God help you through his earthly priest. Going back to what Canon Ripley wrote, we must dedicate to God all our being, our intelligence, by striving to know him more and more, especially through prayer, and our will by daily increasing in love for him, which is proved by our obedience to his commandments and the other manifestations of his will. Soon after I came to Christ, I was reading 
in 1 John chapter 4, the statement that our Lord made, that if you cannot love me, who you do not see, if you don't love your brother, who you can see, if you don't love your brother, that's anybody, who you can see, then you don't love me, who you cannot see. I was devastated because I could think of some people I didn't love and I didn't want to love. And I was devastated. I was in the middle of my living room uh, in Santa Monica when I read that, and I said, why, Lord? Why is my love for you dependent on my love for my brother, meaning anybody? I don't love my brother. Again, not kinsmen, but anyone. And I don't want to love my brother. Why can't you accept my love? I do love you, but I don't love him, and I don't want to. I don't understand this. But it was a year later that I understood it. A year later. I had always been such a loner. I just was. And there were people I just didn't want any part of. And then one day I met a man from, um, and it was even before I met him, uh, he came from oh, somewhere in Eastern Europe. And he was very special to the pastor who had led me to Christ in my Protestant days. And I didn't know this man from Adam, but he was loved by someone that I loved and respected very much. And that man who was a total stranger to me became very special to me, and I loved him because he was special to the one I loved. And then I got it. I remembered back a year. I got it. I said, that's it, Lord. If I, how could I say I love you and not love who you love? That's not love for you at all. Here's a human being who I love with all the faults and everything else. And I love the person he loves and I don't even know that person yet. But it's because that person is special to someone I love. Therefore, he's special to me. Everyone is special to God. He died for everyone. Yes, you. Yes, he did. He died for you. He loves you. Your opinion doesn't determine anything. He exists, he knows you, he loves you, and he wants you to know that he loves you. And he wants you to know how much he loves you. And if you want to know the answer to that, look at any crucifix, and you'll see how much he loves you. St. John Vianney, the curé of ours who lived in the 1700s, was walking through the fields one spring day with a friend. The trees were full of birds, and the air was full of their singing. The curé stopped to listen. Ah, little birds, he said, you were created to sing, and you are singing. Man was created to love God, and he does not love him. How tragic that is. How tragic, beloved. And how happy we are when we do come to love God. It's for us that we love God. There's the music for our second break. And when we come back, dear ones, we will um, take your calls, your questions, your emails. Toll free, the number is 877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Nathan Wigfield, Executive Director of the St. Thomas More House of Prayer, a Catholic retreat center in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, with the mission of praying and promoting the Liturgy of the Hours. Our goal is to help people experience the Liturgy of the Hours and discover the prayer that will change their life. The Catholic Church teaches us that the Liturgy of the Hours is the prayer that Christ Himself, together with His body, addresses to the Father and that its purpose is to sanctify each day and the whole range of human activity. That means every time we pray this prayer, our relationship with Christ is deepened, we are united to the faithful of every time and place, and our entire day and work are made holy unto the Lord. To learn more about the prayer of the Church, please visit liturgyofthehours.org or call our retreat center at 814 676 1910. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour together. Our lines are open, and you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have a text from Valerie. Valerie writes, Dear Mother, my name is Valerie, and I believe I have COVID-19, and I'm feeling quite bad. Would you please pray for my return to good health again? I was born and raised as a Catholic along with my 10 siblings. I love your sincere and warm voice. When I hear you, it touches my soul. I believe in God and draw my breath through him. Your prayers would mean the world to me. I've started to repent some time ago. I need your words of fulfillment and encouragement. Valerie, I'm a little behind, as you know, on answering texts and emails here on the Station of the Cross and through LifeSite News and Facebook because I was gone for over a week. But um, I'm a little concerned about your your um, your wording here. You say, um, I was born and raised Catholic along with my ten siblings. And then you say... <clears throat> At the end, I've started to repent some time ago. 
I don't know what the hell that means. Hold on. I don't know if the fact that you were born and raised Catholic um, means that you're practicing Catholic now. You don't say that. Um, You say, I've started to repent some times ago. I don't know what that means. Uh, I know what the words mean, but I don't know where that has you now. Valerie, dear one, I pray that you're over COVID if you had it. And yes, I will pray for you, and I ask our listeners to pray for you. Um, But I also would say, if you're not a practicing Catholic at the moment, that you don't waste a moment and go to confession um, and come back to the sacraments. Um, That there's nothing more important than that, Valerie. And then uh, be able to have the sacraments every Sunday. And if there's anything in your life that would keep you from those sacraments, find a good holy priest and um, ask him to help you. <clears throat> I'm sorry <clears throat> for clearing my throat into the microphone here. We have a call from Diane in Ohio. Are you there, Diane? I am, sister. Thank you for taking my call. You're mother, welcome, sweetie. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's no problem. A mother is a sister. It's okay. That's true. That's true. Um, so you probably feel like you're being a dead horse when you hear my question, but I have several nieces and nephews who are baptized Catholics. They're getting married outside of the church. Um, and I believe I heard you say on a previous program that it's okay to attend the reception, but not the ceremony. And I wonder no, why I, that would be. I never said that. That it's okay to re- attend the reception, but not the ceremony. If I said that, I don't recall. I believe you if you heard it, but I, I would not say that. Or I take it back. No, don't attend the ceremony or the reception. You should not be part of celebrating two people putting themselves on the road to hell. I agree. Okay, okay. that's it. And I, I have, if I ever yeah. said anything that would counter that, scratch it, because uh, no way, no way at all. If you, but the thing is that um, if they plan, how could they plan on marrying within the church? I don't understand. Are they marrying within the church or outside? You said outside the church, right? They're outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they were baptized Catholic. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I would do is um, apparently they are, um, you know, they have no faith. They're not practicing, even though they were baptized. So I don't know what their state is. But I would say they're baptized Catholics. You don't go to the reception or or the ceremony, but if they have been going to the Catholic Church, oh, you said they never go to church, so they're they're fallen away Catholics if they ever understood the faith to begin with. And I would try, uh, following their so-called marriage, um, I would try to um, uh, build a relationship with them so you could lead them to the church, to Christ, and back to the church that they possibly never understood or knew, uh, that their parents maybe never lived the faith. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank All you right. very much. I appreciate the show. Uh, uh, yes. Thanks, Diane. Tell them, though, if you have an invitation, tell them why you're not coming. Don't just okay. not show up. Try to tell yep. them in in a very loving way, um, I can't attend because I would be doing you harm. 
you're baptized Catholic, you're marrying outside the church, that means the two of you are going to be living in fornication. So you need to tell them. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate All right. it. All right. Bye-bye. <clears throat> uh, let me see here. We have an email um, from somebody who writes in anonymous and says... <clears throat> Anonymously and says, Hi, Mother Miriam. I was hoping you may be able to explain the duties of a cardinal versus those of a bishop. How does one become a cardinal? Hold on now. I don't know why my throat is so raspy. Um, a cardinal is, a, is appointed by the Pope, and it's, it's pretty much um, a, a, an I, an title of honor just as Monsignor is. A Monsignor is a priest. It's a title of honor. Um, uh, and, um, and a bishop um, also can be appointed a cardinal, which is also a title of honor. A bishop is a priest who carries the fullness of the sacrament of orders. Um, he usually has, I'm reading a, a, a definitive article here to help us. He usually has a diocese and is called an ordinary, this is a bishop, an ordinary because he promotes order and is in charge. An auxiliary bishop is one who assists the diocesan bishop. A coadjutor bishop is appointed to assist a diocesan bishop and has the right of succession when the diocesan bishop, bishop retires or dies. Um, a man becomes an archbishop in most cases because he has been named as the head of an archdiocese. Some archbishops, um, and of course they have other um, smaller dioceses within the archdiocese, such as the archdiocese of New York. There was the diocese of Brooklyn, diocese of Queens, diocese of Albany, and such, but all under the arch, archdiocese of New York. So the cardinal who heads that is an, um, well, he's an archbishop, and in the case of New York, he's been made a cardinal. A man becomes an archbishop in most cases because he's been named as the head of an archdiocese. Some archbishops have the title because they oversee important administrative functions or they receive the title as an honor. The title cardinal is given to members of the College of Cardinals. The appointment is made by the Pope and his most notable, uh, his most notable role will be to serve as a papal elector. It is a lifetime title, but the ability to vote for a successor Pope ceases at a cardinal's 80th birthday. As a body, the cardinals provide the Pope some assistance in the administration of the church. Their title brings some extra responsibilities in their own countries and within the worldwide church. Um, okay, I, I think we can stop there. So um, the difference, of course, uh, between a bishop um and a cardinal, um, they almost have the same, in a sense, the same rank and responsibility, but a cardinal has been given the extra responsibilities, and it's a title of honor. We have an email from Peter, 
um, who says, Dear Mother Miriam, I listened to some of the talks you gave, which were quite good. I think we are definitely living in the days just before the return of Christ, and time is short. I agree with you, dear Peter. It is short. Whether or not the, the Antichrist is on our heels or not, the time is short. When we look at the events of the last number of years, starting with the terrible terrorism that emerged on 9-11 and everything since, and more recently COVID, we've lost count of the disasters which have happened globally, even in the last two months or less, never mind the last 14 years. Isn't it amazing that in all of these scourges, the great majority of targets have been our capitalist Western culture? Um, that's an interesting conclusion or observation, Peter. I think it is interesting, and our capitalist Western culture, I think, is in more danger than it's ever been in its existence because of President Biden's um, utter catastrophic dealing with Afghanistan. And so um, he's put uh, the world in danger, but... Um, specifically the United States. It's, it's an unbelievable scenario. Um, and there are no words to describe how horrible it is. Um, and again, the targets have been our capitalist Western culture. I don't think because of the word capitalist, but I think of the word, it's because of our culture. America has been looked on as the leader of the free world. And um, we have spread our fashions, our culture, uh, so much all over the world. And when they were moral, it was a good thing. But they have been utterly disgraceful and sinful and immoral now. And we have been spreading our sin and our immorality all over the world. And I think we would be the target of God's wrath. And Peter asks, are you giving any more talks anytime soon on the end times and judgment. Well, I, I, I think, and, you know, I, I don't plan those things really, uh, Peter. They, it just comes up based on what's going on. But I do agree with you. I think our time is very, very short. And it is for us, every one of us, to repent and live our vocations. If you are a father, if you are a mother... Your job is to live your vocation and to get one another to heaven, to be a father, to be a man who will lay down his life for his wife, to be a wife, a woman who will fulfill her vocation and submit to her husband in all things but sin, and for both of you to raise your children in the faith. You have no other and greater responsibility, none. That is your vocation. Um, and if you take on other things and fail to do that, no matter how much good you do, you will have failed as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, as parents. There's nothing more important, and I think Peter has reminded us that our time is quite short. We have an email from Joseph who says, Dear Mother, thank you for becoming a Catholic. Wow, uh, you can thank me, but you can't thank me. I wouldn't have done it. But you can certainly thank God for opening up my dark, stubborn heart. Um, 
thank you for becoming Catholic and a faithful nun for God's people. I can't thank God enough for it, Joseph. I have chills at your sentence. I just cannot thank God enough. I can pinch myself that I get to wear this every day. Um, Peter says, I follow you from the island of Malta in Europe, and you never fail to teach and uplift me. I'm so pleased, Peter. I mean, Joseph, forgive me. I wonder if you can please share your thoughts about the incident when 12-year-old Jesus ran away from his parents and was found in the Holy Temple. Okay, that's a good question, um, and we'll, we'll take it up right after our break. Um, again, our lines are open. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart toll free. one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. beloved this is mother miriam many of you are familiar with mother miriam live but i wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the station of the cross such as the catholic current father robert mcteague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m eastern you can listen anytime to the catholic current as a podcast on the iCatholic radio mobile app We offer several ways to view our programming grid, including at our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustain Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations Thank you for helping to save the culture. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. Um, and again, uh, this is our last segment. We have a little more than 10 minutes, and you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. 
um, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at motheratthestationofthecross.com. Just before our break, we were reading an email from Joseph, who wrote, Dear Mother, and he begins, Thank you for becoming a Catholic and a faithful nun for God's people. I follow you from the island of Malta in Europe, and you never fail to teach and uplift me. Thank you, Joseph. I, I thank God for that. He says, I wonder if you can please share your thoughts about the incident when 12-year-old Jesus ran away from his parents and was found in the Holy Temple. Um, and he ends, may God keep blessing you, provide for you, guide you, and protect you. I pray for you every day. Please pray for me too, Joseph. I, I will, dear Joseph. Thank you for your prayers for me. I, I cherish that. Um, Jesus, um, we look at it as his running away, but it was the Passover, and it was required that all men went to Jerusalem for the Passover. Uh, it was not required that women went because they had so much to do at home, nor children. But Jesus was approaching the age of manhood, which was 13. And if he had been younger, the elders wouldn't have received him. But he was of the age of being, being um, becoming a man in the Jewish covenant. And um, so he, um, I know when his mother found him, uh, how could you do this to us? He said, "Did you? why did you not know? I need to be about my father's business. And it, it was a challenge. I think it's almost, it's a story about Jesus, but also about Mary. What a challenge. It was one of her sorrows, indeed, as a mother. But she knew that she bore the Son of God. And mother, mom, how... How can't you know that I need it to be, that I need to be about my father's business? I'm old enough now, Mom. I'm 12, and at 13, I will become a son of the law, according to Jewish law. Um, I need to be in the temple. Um, and then, of course, to validate who he was to the elders, he astounded them um, uh, by not teaching things that they simply could agree with, but being wiser than they, asking him questions, not just to see how much they knew, Jesus knew, but true questions of what he, they didn't know, and he utterly astounded them. So it reveals who Jesus is, who he always has been, who he always will be, the unbelievable astonishment of his parents i can't you know i can't get over being catholic this is trivial compared to what we're reading i can't get over being catholic can you imagine that mary ever got over being the mother of the son of god and every time he did a miracle every time he proved it every time he put himself in the place where he needed to be because his mother didn't yet know he was teaching her um I imagine that she was astounded her whole life. And I imagine that Joseph, chaste Joseph, was astounded as well, teaching Jesus how to be a carpenter when Jesus created his own father, just his own foster father. The whole thing was just amazing. And so um, I don't know where it says Jesus ran away from his parents, uh, maybe there's a scripture that says that. It's just that he wasn't found. Um, and then finally he was found in the temple because they visited the temple and on their way back 
he wasn't there because that's where he belonged. Um, I know there's more that could be done, dear Joseph, but I would have to study it more to be able to help more. We have a text from Elisa, uh, Eliza, I guess, at E-L-I-Z-A, and the question is, what has been the hardest part of religious life for you? What a question. I've never thought of it, Eliza. Um, what has been the hardest part of religious life for you? I'll tell you, it's becoming a religious. It's my own sin. It's my own weakness. It's my own temptations, my own failure. I want to be all for God. I want to hold back nothing from him. I want to, um, I, every time the bell rings for prayer or any other activity, I want to truly consider the bell as the voice of God, which it is to be, instead of wanting to finish a letter I'm writing or something else. Um, so I, I think the hardest part of religious life, Elisa, for me, is the constant awareness that I'm hardly a religious and that I could never love God enough. That's, that's what I feel. Um, I live with it all the time, <clears throat> trying to honor God, trying to be the religious that he would have me to be and that he would make me to be where I'm more holy, desirous, cooperative, all of that. So I think that is the hardest part of religious life for me. Um, I'll tell you another part. I'm a dreamer and... Um, I'm not particularly disciplined, and I'm, I'm telling you this over the air because if you're this way, it doesn't mean God is not calling you to religious life. Um, I'm not disciplined. I don't like when the bell rings. I don't like schedules. We live them. It's the only way, and they're forming me. I'm not forming them, but that is hard because I've always been on my own, and um, my day has not been compartmentalized, so to speak. Um, but every second, no matter what it is, is lived for God. And it's a privilege that a million eternities would not be enough to thank him for. And while I'm saying that, <clears throat> let me say that um, um, I'm send, we'll be sending out an email today or tomorrow. Um, the email's complete. We just need to send it out. So if you're not on our email list, you might still have a chance to get on it by going to www.motherofisraelshope.org. Click on, do click on not donate. You may click on donate. I would love it. But no, click on newsletter, and you can sign up for the newsletter. And if you include your email address, we'll send you an email that we send out every so often, maybe once or twice a year. Um, but... In that email that I'm sending out now, I'm saying the world is dying, we have a limited time, and I want to build an army to save souls, so we, we still, we're not going to be at our new house till the end of next month, we're still in temporary quarters, but I will sleep in the bathtub, we will sleep on couches, we want an army. So if you're looking into religious life, <clears throat> and you're above 18, Call us, email us, go to motherofisraelshope.org and uh, click on contact. They'll give you our, our email address, our phone, whatever it is. Uh, there's no time left. Um, there's a little saying, um, only one life, it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So give your all to him. 
would and if Elisa, if you're considering uh, religious life, um, don't worry. What's going to be hard for you may not be hard for someone else. God would not have us um, not suffer and not be molded. Um, it's it's the way He forms us. So don't hesitate, beloved. There's no time left. Um, there's the music for the end of our program, dear ones. I'm so happy to be back with you. Live for God with all your heart. And um, I've got Valerie on my heart. Valerie, um, again, um, go to confession uh, and return to the sacraments. Return to the church. You said you start started repenting a while back. Don't start as if it's a journey. Repent and return to God. God bless all of you. And God willing, we'll be with you tomorrow. God bless you.